welcome to the Dark Hour Gaming Podcast. I, Ryan, am your host. And with me today we have Mike. Hello. And Derek. Hello. What's what's going on, guys? Not much. Not just a whole lot. Playing through Persona 5 Royal. Nice, nice. I am not playing that. I don't know if I will ever feel like replaying that game, unfortunately. But uh I feel like I could. Since I didn't finish You didn't finish it. You should play the Royal version. Oh yeah, how far did you get? I don't even remember. I haven't played in like a year even, or something. Even more reason to just start fresh with the Royal version. Yeah. I feel like I remember you like purposefully set the game to like an even easier mode to like try and like rush through it more quickly. Me? Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe. Because I think because I think like you were like maybe a couple months in and then you had like you'd stop playing for a while and then you restarted it on like an easier difficulty or something like that. Oh, it's I, a rush back. I think I thought about it. I don't think I actually did it. Oh, uh, okay. I think I remember talking about something like that, but I don't think I actually did. What a slacker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But uh, yeah, so uh, today uh, I thought it'd be nice to, you know, talk about some games that we're looking forward to. Uh, whether it be 2020 games specifically, which, you know, given the coronavirus situation, who knows if all these games will even still come out in 2020. Uh, but also just kind of like games in the future we're kind of looking forward to, you know, like uh, Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six. part of the games that would be on my list because I think, I think they're going to be really good. And all we really have right now are teasers. So... You know, just kind of get our lists out there and see what see what we're looking forward to. So, uh, with that, Mike, you want to start us off? All right, I guess um, this one's kind of hard to talk about because this podcast will most likely be re- released after this game's out. So I don't know. Does this count? I think it uh, counts. I think so. Uh, I guess the closest thing I'm looking forward to is a uh, final fantasy 7 remake of course um final Part fantasy one. yeah uh, yeah don't remind me you, they're conveniently <laughs> not saying that you notice that like they never mentioned that part it bothered it actively do you bothers think me. what if they come out as like um like dlc episodes so they just add to this one game i would actually prefer until that. it's the full game i would actually prefer that yeah that'd be I love it if they did that, but I just feel like they'd be leaving so much money on the table if they did. The, not only would they be leaving money on the table, in the end, it would actually be worse off. Like, let's imagine, like, 30 years from now, we're we're feeling nostalgic and we want to play that old classic Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, but the PSN servers are down, so we can't download the DLC. So, therefore, we're just stuck with only part one. <laughs> you will forever never know what happens in this game. Yep. If you didn't that's, play the original. That's the biggest <laughs> issue with uh having like like required story content locked behind DLC a service wrath. Oh God. <laughs> six dollars. <laughs> it's six dollars, but now it serves wrath on PS now and I wanna play it, but you can't get DLC on PS now, meaning if you get a service wrath on PS now you literally can't see the ending of the Does game. Does it have like a quote unquote definitive edition that has nope. that included? Oh. Nope. That's perfect. Yep. Maybe that'll just happen with the Final Fantasy VII remake as well. True. You know, like they True. just make the first part of the game and then they just never should. 
or uh, no, you know, you have to wait a very long time or something. And I mean, that's you know, they like add that as Square DLC. Yeah, I can yeah. see Square Enix waiting like ten years to give us part two. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I well, I know you said that you were hoping maybe they do like a year per. I was, and I still am hoping. That. I, I really, I just, I can't, I can't even hope that that will happen because I just, I don't trust Square Enix like at all to now, do to, that. To defend myself preemptively, I never said it was a realistic hope. I just said I hope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Mike? How do you think they're going to release them? I really don't know because honestly, I kind of forgot for a while that that was even a thing because they stopped talking about it. Did. Some, yeah. some like, did they just change their mind and then you know it's all going to be in one game? And then I do some digging and find out no, they're still doing it. But well, let's be realistic though, because like, why piss off your fan base and exactly. let remind them that oh hey, you're going to be buying sixty dollars potentially upwards of four times, if not more. Right. Yeah. Just, you know they added quote unquote so much to to this part. I mean, I'm, I'm saying quote unquote because I don't know how long it's going to actually be. But, like, what's not to say they don't do the same thing with the rest of the game? I mean, and we've seen that they're perfectly happy with making a Final Fantasy, like, saga. Like, they did it in 10 and 10-2, and then they did 13-13-2 in Lightning Returns. Like, they don't have any issue cutting their story up into segments. Right. How long are all those games? Those are... Those I are mean, like those, are all, hours, those are all... Right? Yeah, those are all long... I mean, long for their time games, like, yeah. Especially yeah, 13. 13 was really long, actually. I think that's probably my biggest concern with this remake, is not knowing how long it's going to be. Because, like, you're talking about something that was, like, maybe five hours in the original game. And so I just don't know, like, how they're going to, like, expand on that that much. I'm just excited because Final Fantasy VII was like my first RPG ever, mm. and um, I don't know. I I don't know if it was just that good to me, or if mm-hmm. it just it's nostalgia that just makes it so special to me. But I'm really looking forward to replaying it because I haven't played it since you know way back in the day since when it came out. Right. Yeah, and, and it looks sense. drastically better too. Oh, yeah. it, it looks so good. And I like that they kind of like incorporated a very like Kingdom Hearts like battle system. So that kind of makes it easier, at least for me, to kind of transition into it. I really like the new battle system. I actually like it more than I like Kingdom Hearts battle system. I think, yeah, I think, I think how they incorporated the ATB from the original game is really well done, in my yeah, opinion. I agree. Uh, what what else you got, Mike? Got Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, my next. <laughs> All right, my next game is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Hell yeah! Um, I forget exactly when that's scheduled to come out, but it's July. Is it July? It's the end of June. It's like the June twenty-six oh. or something like that. 20. My mistake. I thought it was July. I mean, it's pretty much July. It's like yeah. right there the month. Yeah, I think it's the twenty-sixth. So, um, yeah, I don't really, that's, I don't really know, like, how many games I'm looking forward to at the end of this generation. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, 
it's like a handful like in that one is by far like one of the few um i don't really what was what is their last game they made sucker punch uh what was, was it the, was it the last infamous game i was about to say it couldn't have been the last infamous that was like a launch t- well it wasn't actually a launch title but it was it came out so early to the ps force release you know that was seven years ago did they work on the sly cooper remake or actually no or remaster i think I mean, that actually came out before the ps4 came out uh, let's take a look at what let's take a look at their last game was i mean it could have been know. the last infamous i'm just saying it was i feel like that's the last thing i remember them making maybe they made did they make any like shooters or anything that uh no infamous was the last thing they made infamous second then Inf- like it came out in 2014. Wow. Wow. I wonder how long they've been actually working on this game then. Me too. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah. anyway, uh, that's that's kind of one of the reasons I'm looking forward to this so much. I, I love when studios get a chance to try something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sequels are always good, especially when the first game's good and they get to build on it. But new IPs are just way more exciting to me. Oh, Definitely. I 100% agree with you. So yeah, my biggest curiosity with this game is seeing how it compares to Sekiro. Because, like, with that sort of, uh, you know, samurai style mm-hmm. and, like, that fluid movement that it's clear that the main character has. Like, I'm just... Because, like, I know this is supposed to be more open world based on, like, what I've read about it. Um, but I am very curious to see, like, what what's going to separate it which is why i was hoping you'd be able to play a demo at pax when you went but unfortunately they pulled out so unfortunate it's understandable though yeah uh i'm real excited to see what comes up goes to tsushima as well though because i actually loved the last infamous game i loved all the infamous games but the last one especially i thought was the best in the series so Sucker Punch, in my opinion, has done good work, so I'm excited to see what they do next. I agree. Do you guys um? Do you guys like to consume um a lot of content, like preview coverage before new IPs come out, or do you see it and you're like, all right, I just need to see this one time. I'm excited. I'll just wait to play the game. I need like. A trailer and then some gameplay. Not like a lot of gameplay. I mean like a trailer with gameplay. I don't really want to watch someone play like a 15 to an hour long demo. Whatever mm-hmm. range of time spans there. But like if they have like a trailer that's like just focused around gameplay. That's that's where I want to be. I gotcha. I can agree with that. Um, see for me it's it depends. If it's something that it's like I will only watch content for it until i'm excited about it then i completely stop so like if i'm on the fence about something i'll watch a ton of content on it i'll watch gameplay videos and i'll look up information on it if i if i feel like i need more to make a decision on if i want it but as soon as i decide i want it i completely stop looking at content for it and i've already decided i want to go to tsushima so i'm not really going to be looking at content on that until it comes out yeah, because I was thinking about that, and I was like, I haven't really seen much about it, to be honest, but I just knew Sucker Punch was working on it, and I was excited for a new IP, so I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much sold. Yeah. So. That's what I'm so curious about it, is like, 
how drastically different the type of IP is from what they've made before. Because, I mean, like, look at, like, um, you know, Horizon and, like, how Guerrilla Games had never really made any type of game like that before. Right. We know, th- we know them for Killzone, and then, oh, here's Horizon. It's like, it's oh, Completely shit. different, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it did really well. I think that they said they're going to work on another one, right? Am I wrong on that? Uh, yeah, I think I think I there's think been speculation that they're preparing for an announcement for the second one, but I don't know when that would be. Yeah, that's really cool. Sony allows that. Like, I feel like they don't really get in the way of any of their the creativity of their studios, which is really cool. Well, we know that Sony is definitely definitely pushes studios for exclusives, and I mean that's that's the reason why their console like the ps4 has done so well because they have so many games that you can only get on ps4 yeah so and they're all good like for the most part i'm still baffled at the fact that you know every game that comes out on the xbox comes out on the pc like i'm just i'm trying i i can't i really can't figure out like how they expect to get more console sales than the PlayStation when the PlayStation actually looks at exclusives. Well, I don't think they're I, linking on that anymore. The console yeah, sales. I totally agreed with you on that point, Ryan. Uh, and I still do, in the sense that they're not going to get more sales than the PS4 with that model. But the thing is, it's actually a way more consumer-friendly way of doing things. Um, well, in general, definitely. Yeah. But uh, I think now, the way that they're planning on getting people is with their Game Pass. Their Game Pass is the best game pass out of all of them in my opinion i uh, got to try out the xbox game pass for a bit both the pc version and the console version of it mm-hmm. and they have a lot to offer they offer a lot of games on day one so if you were like somebody who played games a bit more casually and just kind of did it every now and then but didn't really want to drop 60 dollars on new titles being able to spend just 10 dollars a month and have like literally over 100 games to play and quality games and brand new games that just released that's like a really good deal and it's not something that playstation offers with playstation now because playstation now doesn't add games until they're pretty old mm-hmm. yeah microsoft so, asked I, yeah like you said they add all their their first party games like pretty yeah. much day one and um, i was able to play outer worlds on day one because i had a subscription to that mm-hmm. so, so like yeah. how would you how would you define like i this is gonna sound childish, I guess, but like, what's what's the I'm I'm doing better benchmark? If you know the focus is around just getting more games out to like the consumer base versus I need more consoles out so that I have more people playing my my exclusive. So like, a, like how can you even benchmark it? So I think they're they're more focused on their ecosystem, right? So they get you in. Uh, think about like you know, PC game players, I know they're not trying to, like, I mean, I'm sure they'd love to, but they're not going to overtake Steam, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they're getting some of that market while also staying in the console market, Um, it's just whoever they can get playing on their system, because, you know, they make money off their store as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Consoles generally aren't huge money makers, to be honest, like, not at first, at least. Um, The longer the cycle goes, of course, the cheaper they are to produce but yeah they're not yeah the ps4 sold at a loss came yeah. out yeah they're not huge money makers but you know the, they make money off of every game sold right you know if it's digital or um physical copies so 
if they can just make money off their store, which me saying that, and I'm thinking about how much they sell the, the game pass for. It's only five bucks if you just want the PC game pass. Now, that part I don't understand. I don't know how they're making money off that. Well, I don't think well, they are yet. I think because the PC game pass is relatively new, I think they're offering it cheap to get people on board. And mm-hmm. then when the price, because it even says when you sign up for it, like this price will raise after X amount of time. Um, oh, and uh, yeah. And so when that price raises, they'll still have you and they'll still have these subscribers. And it's only probably going to raise to 10 or $15. And so many people will be like, well, I use this. I use this all the time. I can afford to pay that little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of trying, I think they're trying to get people on board right now and then they're going to increase the price and, um, then they'll have their revenue coming in like that because it's all about getting the people because if they released it right now for $15, there's probably a lot of, most people probably want to do it, you know? Yeah. So I think if you do the, um, if you do both the PC and the console game pass, Plus Xbox Live, I think it's fifteen a month. I had that for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I never played my console, so I just did the PC version. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm. That's why I keep going back to like, where's the production value in producing the console when you know a lot more people are going to be centered around the PC, and why not push more for like even like laptop type sales. Well, I think they're moving in that direction. I think they're slowly moving in that direction. I don't think they could immediately jump straight into like, oh, we're not producing consoles like yeah. in the way you know them anymore because that would turn off a lot of the player base that doesn't want to invest in PC gaming. So instead, they're kind of trying to get their consumer base, the people who buy these Xboxes, they're trying to get them closer to PC gaming and more acquainted with PC gaming and slowly moving them over to that side so mm-hmm. that eventually they can just be in PC. PC gaming. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they're doing. I think they're doing it as like a long like over a long period of a time. Long game. Yeah. Yep. No, it's interesting to think about. But uh yeah. Um Mike, you got any other games on your list? We got Ghosts and Final Fantasy. Yeah, I got uh, two more. Um, pretty sure this game is on at least one of your lists, if not both. Um, Every game that... you've said so far has been on my list. <laughs> yes. Same out of 10. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yep, that's on my list too. Um, Me three. I'm not going to lie. The delays and i'm not bashing delays because the delays are fine as long as you're you know improving the game and are honest about it yeah but the more it gets delayed the more i kind of i start to forget about it Hmm. and i actually kind of had to see it on the list before i was like oh yeah that is still coming out so i'm probably out of us three maybe the least excited about it but i mean it's uh i'd fight you on that really (laughs) yeah i can't say i'm (laughs) super pumped for cyberpunk i've never been super pumped for cyberpunk i've always been kind of uh cautious about it remember i'm i i don't care for witcher 3 that much and the only other game i know of that cd project has made is witcher and gwent and um they might have made other things if they did i just don't know about it um so Well, what was your biggest complaint? Wasn't your biggest complaint the gameplay, though? Uh, 
For Witcher? Yeah. That's yeah. the my biggest complaint was the combat. I thought the combat was boring. Um and so I'm kind of worried. I know this is a completely different genre, but I'm kind of worried that I might find cyberpunks at like combat or action to be boring. But I mean I don't know. I haven't played I haven't even looked into it that much. I'm going to get it because uh I love the idea behind it. I love the setting. And if it uh if it does offer as much choice as it sounds like it will, um, then I probably will like it. But I am I'm wary. I'm wary I about mean, it. You can't really complain when Keanu Reeves is attached. That's true. That's true. <laughs> His face is plastered all over everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's He's the odd. second most viewed NPC out of, or the second most viewed character out of any character outside of yourself. When it's just when getting a new game, I think a lot about what the developers have previously done. I do this for any new game I buy, and uh, so my feelings on their old games will always give me higher or lower expectations on their newer games. That's so, fair. Yeah. Yeah, because I think one of the biggest things, and I, because like I had the same complaint uh, before I replayed the witcher um mm-hmm. was just like the finesse of the sword play combat kind of turned me off um and i think it's because like i don't know it just seemed odd but i think like pressing through it and getting more accustomed to it i started to appreciate it more but i mean it's still like a this is an acquired taste and not like anyone could just pick it up and enjoy it right but I'm kind of hopeful that since it's a different type of genre, that it's probably not going to fall for those same types of issues. I think it'll probably have its own like buggy type of problems. <laughs> yeah, it might. Uh, it definitely might. It's a um, lot harder to play test a hundred of hours worth of gameplay. And uh, trust me when I say I'm excited for a good single player narrative. I really love single player games. I play them all the time. But I was disappointed to hear that the multiplayer won't be out until 2022. That's a really long time. That's forever. I know. Because like, uh, we're never I, reaching 2022, you know? <laughs> I'll be dead before 2022. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I, hope, I really hope that's not true. I won't even be 30 yet. <laughs> yeah, I think... Yeah, my my biggest gripe is just the fact that, like... They delayed it to so close to the next gen release, if if that's still the next gen release, that you know, I, I don't know. It's just like I'll just wait for the next gen version to be announced and I'll pre-order that. I don't know if I really want to like, I I don't have that much time to play video games in general anymore, and I think I'd rather just wait until the like the advanced version comes out and just get that versus playing it the day it comes out. Mm. Which is why I think it was a little ridiculous that they pushed it to September, like the middle of September. Like at yeah. that point, just wait until the console comes, the next console comes out and just release it then. Yeah, no, that, that absolutely makes sense. I can totally see why you think that. I think that doesn't bug me as much because I'm planning on getting it on PC. Um, so... Right. Doesn't matter to me either way. Are you picking it up on PC, Mike? Um, most likely, but it's just for me, first person shooters I have to play with a keyboard and mouse now to have full enjoyment on them. Right. I just like the way games run on PC. Like every game I've played on PC uh, and um like PS4 or whatever. Um 
it just runs so much smoother on my PC. I mean, I have a decent PC that I just kind of rebuilt yeah. um, last year. So, I mean, it's not like the best PC, but it mm-hmm. can run pretty much every game I've bought so far at I max mean, settings. With no problem. I'm sure. I'm. It's not hard to build a PC that can run games at max settings. Like, uh, so I'm sure it probably you will probably be good with that PC for like so many more years. You know, like yeah. just just one. <laughs> just one just one more year <laughs> just one I, more year is all you're I, gonna I, get out I of it <laughs> mine pretty good so i mean my only upgrade i'll have to do next is probably just an, another graphics card which isn't cheap but you know it's a lot cheaper than what i just did with rebuilding pretty much everything yeah no so. definitely um i mean i built my pc originally back in like 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. and the only up the only major upgrade i've done from since then is i got a new cpu um a couple months ago and uh it still runs games most of them at high settings sometimes i have to play at medium settings um so it's it's really i really love how not often you have to upgrade pcs once you build them yeah you got a 13 teraflop i I definitely (laughs) don't have that oh well shit (laughs) (laughs) The PS5 will definitely be flops or, or the, bust. <laughs> the PS5 will definitely be better than my uh, PC, but that's okay. I'm okay with it. I mean, then you can eventually just get a couple replacements, and then your PC is better than. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy a PS5 and put it in my PC. <laughs> oh shit! Big brains. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the only thing that would you know kind of steer me towards getting the game on like ps4 or ps5 if, when i get it um is kind of like a multiplayer aspect if i can like co-op or um you know play multiplayer i'm not really big into competitive multiplayer so yeah co-op would probably be the only thing that would bring me over to console gaming again well, that's fair or exclusivity of course And you, uh, you said you had uh, one more game on your list? Yeah, my last game is uh, Amnesia Rebirth. Oh, oh shit. I, I didn't, didn't even think know about, about that this. for my list. I didn't even know about this game. Oh, really? For some reason, I thought we talked about that last week. I think you probably brought it up last week, but I haven't thought about it any more than you telling me that. That's fair. Yeah, it's kind of funny after our discussion last week. Yeah, I guess it'll be last week because I'll post this podcast in time. Um, uh, we talked about horror games and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was kind of, I don't want to say negative towards them, but I definitely wasn't as excited as you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, but... I, that's not on my list and it still isn't now that you reminded me. So, <laughs> <Shots>. <laughs> so uh yeah, I don't know. I can't remember who it was that initially got me into the series, but like, it was um, it was something new for me. I, I hadn't played really that type of game. I don't really. It feels like a different um, genre almost than like the horror games I played previously, because you know mm-hmm. previously it was all like, you know, like shooter uh, shooter type horror game, and um, this was just more survival and you know puzzle great. solving yeah puzzle solving things like that and which you know some of the other games i played the shooter types did have some sort of puzzle solving but i guess they weren't as focused on it as um amnesia was yeah those are generally more geared towards the survival aspect 
Yeah. So. And I mean, not to say the games like Amnesia aren't focused on survival, but like, it's more like, can you survive a wave of enemies or, you know, combat enemies and get out of that situation? Whereas games like Amnesia, it's like, I need to hide and then wait (laughs) and run for my life and then solve a puzzle at the same time. Which I think kind of adds to the atmospheric aspect of horror games, and I think I like that a lot more. Definitely. Did you guys play Soma? Uh, yeah, I got like I haven't I think... mid- midway through it. I think Derek, you actually bought it for me for my birthday or something like that. Um, yeah, I I think I did. I remember doing that. I remember just hearing, the... knowing the horror games. I got it for you, but I haven't played it. Yeah, I got. I got probably like midway through it and I got to this point where there was like an enemy chasing me around but like every single door in the area was locked and I just could not figure out where I was going to save my life and then I turned it off and I just didn't I never like picked it back up and kept playing gotcha I didn't I actually didn't finish it either um I wonder if it's something I could get back into these days I don't know I'm really bad at picking games back up. Like, I don't really, I don't really like getting back into games I already started. Like, you know, we talked about Persona. There's no way I would continue playing from where I am. I'd have to start over because I. That's me. I yeah. totally relate to that. I. To- well, was that you cut out for just a second? I said I totally relate to that. I do the same yeah. thing. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, it's um. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my bad memory or what it is, but I just I just can't. I don't always, because um, like Persona, I stopped playing for a year, and I was I was getting there. I was pretty you far. You were pretty the game. far, yeah. And then I just picked it back up where I was, and then finished it. Be- <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no way I'm restarting this game. Yeah, I mean, for Persona, if you're as far as you were, because I think you were in like second to last dungeon. I um, think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're that far you can't restart and i mean i was watching you like a lot of the time when you were trying to finish up the game so if you would have had any questions on anything that had happened you could have just asked me but i don't think you did i think you just remembered it yeah i think it wasn't long enough for me to like start forgetting like small little details yeah because that happens like when i was replaying through i think it was kingdom hearts one or two it had been like so long that like a lot of details slipped through the cracks but like the overarching story was still there. And that's what generally stops me from replaying or general. It's just mm. the fact that it's like, I remember it well enough that it's like, I don't know if I want to just sit and dedicate tens of hours playing, playing through this again. That's where I've been blessed. I forget like every game I've played like within a year, <laughs> forget everything about the games. I'm like, why I've played like 10 other games since that game. <laughs> How am I supposed to remember? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, it's good to hear your list, Mike. Uh, surprise! So. You have like you no guess. other games on your list. What a <laughs> I, what a weird person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know. I think um, there may either I'm not paying attention, or there hasn't been a ton announced since you know they have new consoles coming out at the end of the year. See, I'm not I'm not limiting this to what's been announced because you know on my list. So I had those. I had those same four, right? Um, 
But then I also have I have Blue Point Games remake. You know, I I really I really want it to be a Demon Souls remake. But like, even if it was like Legend of Dragoon or some other like just older RPG or something else, like I I know they're gonna do a good job. I mean, consider the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Oh, so good. Right? And they're calling this game a re envisioning. I don't know. I'm I'm expecting it to be like incredible. Which I mean that that's a double edged sword, right? Double edged sword. It is. Just where like it, it could just be some like really stupid game and no one wants to play it. What was some of the teases they've up. made? Oh yeah, they had they've had like a bunch of cryptic tweets. Yeah. But none of them really mean substantial. anything. Yeah. So that hasn't really led anywhere. I think I think they're waiting for like a some big state of play or like some like just big announcement Sony's gonna have where they're just gonna like announce a bunch of games at once. And my guess is it's gonna be in like June. That that's my best guess. June or July. And they're just gonna roll out a bunch of uh like uh what's the word? Launch titles or like launch window titles. And that's when we're gonna see what whatever game they're working on. Which is the other thing I wanted I wanna had uh, I had on my list was uh next gen game announcements i really want more of those and i know ign has planned their uh summer of play or whatever they're calling their their version of e3 in early june um i mentioned this briefly earlier to you guys um but did did i show you or did you see the announcement where so the esa who was like trying to figure out a different way to go about um uh having e3 like digitally they were trying to find like four other like mediums that they could do it through and get funding for and ign was one of those so i just thought it was really funny that like ign comes out with this announcement that they're going to do their own e3 type of thing and show off a bunch of next gen game right after e3 had asked if if they'd be a medium for them (laughs) Yeah, see, I actually didn't even know anything about any of this. I didn't know about that until you told me, yeah. I didn't even know about the IGN deal until you mentioned it. Same. Before we started. Well, I knew about it when you told me, like, a couple days ago. But if it weren't for you telling me, I wouldn't have heard of it yet. Yeah, no, it was just, it was was really weird to see. It was kind of like a, we don't need you. We're going to do good (laughs) on our own. (laughs) But yeah, I want to see, I want to see more next-gen games, like... You know, whatever's coming out, launch window, Elder Scrolls Six, Starfield. Like, I want to know that that still exists. I want to know that they're working on it. Yeah. Even if they don't give us, even if they give us just like a year, you know, like even if they're like 2022, like it's it's nice to know that they're working on it. Oh, right. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I I also am not a big fan of it because I hate waiting things. But I can see where Ryan's coming from because, yeah, there's been a lot of silence. So it feels like studios aren't working on anything. I I mean, yeah, like, okay, like this. uh, Think of Metroid Prime 4, right? Mm -hmm. Where they actually restarted development because they didn't like the quality of the game. And they actually made an announcement letting us know that they did that. Yeah. And like, yeah, it kind of sucks because we'll wait. We're going to have to wait even longer. But it's just kind of nice having information. On what's happening, right? Versus completely being in the dark. 
I can only imagine just being like a huge Metroid fan though, and just I think I'd be like pretty bummed out. Um, Me too. If I was a huge Metroid fan, I would be too. Yeah, as much as I'd appreciate the fact that they are not releasing a a shit game, and you know they're taking their time to redo it, um, I'd still, I don't know, be a little hurt. Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel better about it um, personally, comparing it to like the Last Guardian just disappearing oh. off the face of the earth, or Final Fantasy uh, fifteen when it was oh. versus thirteen, oh. like. Waiting that long These for the all hurt. like, oh hey, we should reannounce this maybe. These all bring back painful out. memories. <laughs> <laughs> I I prefer like having information. Even if it's not very much, like yeah, I don't want like the game spoiled or anything like that. Like I want yeah. I want hype. And hype's not gonna come from waiting Silence. multiple years and having literally no information. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I, the I thing is the it. thing is, Ryan. Uh, you you brought up Final Fantasy Versus 13 and Last Guardian. They did exactly what uh, what you you want them to do. They announced a year way in advance. They announced their game way too early, and so they had to keep delaying it, and they had to keep letting people know. Sorry, sorry, it's not done. So this silence is them not doing that. This silence is them not being Versus 13 and not being Last Guardian because they're not telling us about it until they know when it's going to come out so they know that it's ready to show because if, if they showed Starlink and we're like 2022 but then 2022 rolls around and it's not ready and they have to delay it to 2024 then they're doing last guardian and etc so yeah did they did they say that they were delaying it though i thought we just never heard anything and they just never had any news what for last guardian and for uh, both that for both of them. Versus 13, we just kept hearing snippets like, oh, it's still being worked on. Or uh, we saw, we got like that cinematic trailer really early when it was announced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Last Guardian was announced to be coming out on PS3. Then we heard nothing about it. And uh, then it was uh, announced. And then we saw another trailer around the time PS4 was coming out, but we still mm-hmm. didn't get a release date. And then it ended up coming out a couple years later. Man, you know, I still haven't opened my copy of that game. Uh, there was a I I played through it recently. Like by recently, I mean like seven months ago or so. Mm-hmm. And for most of the game, I was like, "This is not bad." I mean, it's not as good as Ico, and it's not as good as Shadow of the Colossus, but it's not bad, and it's worth playing. Like that was my opinion until I got to this one section of the game that just requires. <laughs> just requires you to command your dog or whatever the fuck it is your last guardian your guardian to do a series of tasks it's the only way to, to complete the puzzle and like i had the puzzle figured out i figured out how to do it and i kept trying to command my guardian to do it and he wouldn't do the steps and i was getting so annoyed i was like i must be doing something wrong so i watched a youtube video of somebody else doing it and they were doing exactly <laughs> what i did <laughs> Except their guardian would eventually listen. But the thing is, even in the YouTube videos, they were clearly fighting with their guardian to get them to do this. And I was like, this is not compelling gameplay. This is not fun. And at that point, I uninstalled Last Guardian and I never played it again. <laughs> and I, I think I even messaged you after that and I said, I changed my mind. You don't need to play it. <laughs> wow. Because that frustrated me. The last me execution. A lot. That frustrated me a lot. And 
it was just a ridiculous it's ridiculous design decisions and how they made that uh guardian ai and how they made it so they tried to make it lifelike like how aggro was lifelike in shadow of the colossus aggro you would you felt like you were commanding aggro and then he would react to your commands and i think they were going for that but it's different when you have to rely on this guardian to do right. more than half the puzzles in the game and he has to do more than just run which is all aggro has to do is run run and so, jump run and jump yep that gave me an idea for another episode what oh nice games we've rage quit <laughs> that would be good i love it let's do it we should do it uh, oh man, that's that's really good Okay, back back to back to what we were talking about. Uh, Quantum Error is the last game on my list. Um, what is that? That's that's an announced PS5 game. Thank I don't you. think I've heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No games have been it. announced. I forgot about. I think it. I talked about it a little bit last week. Um, yeah. But basically, it's like Eldritch Horror, so it's HP Lovecraft. Um, you don't really get like a good view of what the enemies are. I couldn't tell if they were like zombies or if they were um, like aliens. But essentially, you're playing as like a firefighter, and it's like a first-person shooter uh, horror game. And you're just like, it's it's basically just you on this like abandoned base, trying to figure out what's going on. And knowing that it's Lovecraft means that they're going to be really fucking with your head which is going to add to like the atmospheric portion of it. And it just, it looks really good. I recommend looking up the trailer on YouTube. I'll definitely Quantum, check it out. Quantum error. E R R O R. Nice. For those of you that can't spell. I couldn't. So thank you. I, yeah, I had it written on right here because I wouldn't have remembered. No, I was insulting myself, but I didn't get and insulting me and Derek. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. But yeah, that's 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 my list of games I'm looking forward to. Nice. That's a lot. It is. All the games. All the videos. I don't know if you have any left at this Who me? Yeah. I do. Sure. There are games you guys did not talk about. Now I won't bring up all the games that you guys did already bring up. Um, but one that nobody has talked about since it got announced, but I'm sitting here waiting for more information, Ubisoft is Rambo 6 Quarantine. I'm excited for that. I don't know where that it's was at. The, wasn't that the zombie? That was the zombie mode? That was the zombie game that's coming out, yeah. For Rambo 6. Because that was like a Halloween thing? There was a mode. There was a mode uh, in Rambo 6 like it, but I, I guess they were like, they were like, this mode is popular, let's turn it into a full game. And I mean, I'm down for a co-op Rambo 6 like PvE game. I think it sounds really fun. I think the shooting in Rambo 6 is really good and um i just think it'd make for a really fun co-op game so they could even make it multiplayer um because i played games like you know like they had the dead space multiplayer which was similar to the game singularity oh Um, man that game was so fun i know but yeah so like uh one group would play as aliens and then the other group would play as the humans yeah you know, just it's kind of asymmetric from that perspective. Oh, but, if like, they did that, balanced. it could be balanced well enough. Yeah, if they, they did that, I'd be it. all over. It. I would love that. Yeah, 
That's kind of what the Doom Eternal's uh, matchmaking mode is like too. The battle oh, mode, where it's two people, that. two people are playing as demons, and the one guy's playing as a Doom Slayer. That's pretty cool. So he's got better weaponry, but two on one. Right. No, that's really cool. Yeah, I really love asymmetrical game modes. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel like very many games release with that anymore. So, yeah, uh, we haven't gotten a lot of information on Rainbow announcement though so i'm just kind of sitting here waiting it's supposed to come out in 2020 at some point but who knows if that's still true i mean you think they're focusing more on like the new opera operators uh actually they're they're uh, for the rainbow six base game they're focusing less on the operators um oh really yeah so this year because normally we get two operators every season for a total of eight a year and uh, this year, we're only getting five new operators with um, two in the first season and then only one for each other season uh, because they're focusing on gameplay improvements in other areas and new maps and reworking old maps. So they want to get that stuff fixed. So they're actually releasing less operators this year than they have every other year. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I guess usually whenever I see news on the on the Discord channel, it's usually around uh, new operators. Yeah, but that's yeah. all I really keep up with. So right, yeah. But so we just got two new operators with Oryx and Yana, and then next season it's only gonna be one new operator. Uh, but anyway, after Rainbow Six, uh, a game we also haven't heard anything about other than its announcement is Babylon's Fall which is the new game by Platinum. Oh, and yeah. I'm real excited about that. It, the gameplay trailer that we got, uh, I don't remember. so good. Yeah, I don't remember when we got it, but it looks so good. It looks so fun to play. So I really want more info on that. At this point, I think that's probably going to be a next-gen title. I thought it was intended to be a next-gen oh, title. Oh, was it already? Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. I guess um, I'm not positive on that, but I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be. At this point, it totally makes sense, though, because we're not getting much more info. Uh, then, after that, I have uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remake, which got delayed. It should have already been out, but it got delayed. So, R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have a release date now. <laughs> Who knows when it's coming out? I think it's going to be really fun, though. It's releasing on Switch, PS4, and phones. And uh, it has crossplay between all three of them. So somebody could be playing on their phone and somebody else could be playing on their PS4 and they could play together. That'll be really I, good. Yeah, I think that's super cool. And uh, I loved Crystal Chronicles. So I'm I, I think I think the co-op mode was really fun. I it, it was. It was a really fun game to play. It was just held back by the fact that you had to have Link cables and Game Boy Advances. And no one had those back in the day. God, we had to work so hard to even be able to play it in <laughs> multiplayer. <laughs> Well, I never understood why you couldn't do, like, one person was Link Cable and one person was a GameCube controller. And oh, I'll tell you exactly. On the Link Cable. I'll tell you exactly why. Because they wanted to sell more Link Cables and more Game Boy Advances. Damn you, Nintendo. I know. Or Square. Slash Square. Well, it'd be both of them. I don't know if they're Square Soft or Square Enix at that point. I'm not sure. Mike's so lost, he has no idea what game we're even talking about. <laughs> Mike doesn't care about these games. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next one Mike might care about. I don't know. Uh, 
I'm real. I'm really excited for Elden Ring. Hell yeah! I, I was want more about info. That as you were talking about Babylon. Yep, I want more info on Elden Ring like now. I actually forgot about that. Damn. Yeah, because they won't give us more info. <laughs> yeah, one thing I thought sounded really cool is they said it was going to be like it's going to be expansive because they had they draw inspiration from uh, Shadow of the Colossus, and oh. you're going to be riding on a horse. So I'm just curious to see how they incorporate that into combat in a Souls-like fashion. It's beautiful. I'm so excited. I am pumped. And, uh, yeah, I wish I could have more to say on it, but we just don't know enough. I mean, so, yeah. And then the last game I'm excited for is Diablo 4. The gameplay gameplay of Diablo 4 looks way improved from Diablo 3, and... I did think Diablo. I did think Diablo three was fun. So, and this one looks really good. So I'm excited about it. I didn't realize they already showed off gameplay. I'd only seen that uh, that trailer that they mm, released. Yeah. They have they have a gameplay trailer. You should check it out. It looks really cool. Definitely, the trailer for it looked really good. Which actually reminds me, another game I'm looking forward to is Baldur's Gate three. Oh that yeah, that game looks that the the opening cinematic for that looked really good, and knowing that it's going to be involving mind flares, HP Lovecraft, I love you, uh, <laughs> except for the fact that you're a high, a highly big, uh, highly racist individual and terrible. And I hate you for that, but uh, I mean, <laughs> but otherwise, you, you, but otherwise you wrote, you wrote good stuff. You wrote creepy stories. I um. Better deeply racist and terrible at PAX I kept seeing their big uh, booth or whatever mm-hmm. but every time I went <clears throat> excuse me every time I went by it there was like this huge line so I was just like yeah eh. I mean I mean those those devs Larian Studios they got really big after they made Divinity Original Sin 2 because like Divinity Original Sin 2 just got so popular Um, so it totally makes sense that their booths will be crowded at PAX. It makes yeah, it was, sense, too, given how many people do tabletop. Like the... yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is like a, just a D&D in a video game, and so was Divinity Original Sin 2. I mean, Divinity Original Sin 2 even had a mode where you could like create a map, and then people could create characters in the game, and then just go into your map, and you could have a game master who was kind of controlling the scene, so you can play D&D using Divinity Original Sin 2 as your board. And uh, using the combat system in there as your combat system for your tabletop game. Oh, so, that's so nice. Yeah, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they do it again for Baldur's Gate. So, yeah, like they they make no hesitation in showing their in, their influences coming from tabletop. I mean, Baldur's Gate three is literally a D and D. Um, but yeah. Did you ever play that, Mike? What divinity? Yeah. No. I, I never did. Yeah, it has co-op. You guys should even play together. I'll play with you guys. Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I won't play with you. Guys. <laughs> uh, speaking of co-op, I need I need to get back to uh, I need to get back and play Remnant from the Ashes. Did you buy that from the Ashes? No, I need to buy it. I need it's buy, so play it. good. Because it sounds like fun playing on co-op for that. Uh, yeah, and I'll play that on co-op with you if you get it. Um, sure. It's really good. I bought it kind of on a whim the day it released. 
uh, Cord was really excited about it, and uh, his hype kind of just rubbed off onto me. So I bought it not knowing Whoa. what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it not knowing what to expect, and then I could not stop playing it until I beat it. Just like three days straight of just playing it because it was so good. Maybe they'll have a sequel. Uh, they have a. Impossible. They have content. They have a content roadmap. Like they're releasing new stuff for the game for free. Oh, so. that's really nice. Yeah. Mike, did you pick that? You picked that one up, didn't you? I did not. I was. Um, I wanted to, but I wasn't quite sure I would have people to play with. And I heard. That. I'll play it with you, Mike. I'll play it with you, Mike. Uh, We could play it on PC if you guys want. I already have it on PC. And Ryan said he wanted to play more PC games. Yeah, I need to get that schedule all figured out. I was thinking Thursdays. I'll pick it up. Nice. It does go on to three players, so we could all three play together. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. (laughs) Back to, back to back to podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I kind of want to keep this uh, genre discussion going. Um, started last week with horror games. Um, this week I thought maybe we could talk about uh, first person shooters. You know the the game type that I like love slash hate. Because I'm terrible at the competitive modes when it's games like Call of Duty or Battlefield or games like that or Rainbow Six. Which is a very different type of game. But when I play like Doom Online or, you know, I brought up Singularity earlier. I was fucking incredible at that. Um, So I just thought it'd be kind of nice to talk a little, you know, dig a little bit more deep into, into that genre and what we like and dislike about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had a list here. I had Call of Duty, Rainbow Six, Unreal Tournament, hell yeah, uh, Battlefield, Far Cry. So we still gotta, we still gotta have love for those uh, first-person shooter story modes. Mike, you wanna, you wanna start us off on this? Um, yeah, I can. Um, I used to like be really heavy into uh, first-person shooters, but I kind of fell off but from what i remember my i guess the uh my favorite part of it is just the competitive aspect um so i guess that'd be going straight into like you know multiplayer or whatever um my feelings have changed recently but it just used to be um having that time to focus on getting better at it and then just going in murdering people in multiplayer it was just an adrenaline rush back then, and um, I don't know. It just kind of <laughs> it kind of drains me now because, like, you know, I'm work fifty hours a week, so I don't really have time to sit and like get good at games. And not only that, I just want to try different games. I'm not really one to stick with games. Like, I'll I'll get heavy into a game for like a week, and then I'm just like, okay, just like. Like what I've been playing recently, like Division Two, I've played it for a couple weeks, and I'm kind of like, okay, I've had my feel. Let's mm-hmm. just just move on. So I don't really have the time to dedicate to games anymore. So, or to one game, I should say. So that that was I don't know that was my favorite aspect back then. But like I said, it's it's switched now to I only really play like uh, the campaign modes in 
first person shooters you know the first person shooters that you know include them anymore it seems like they're kind of going away which is kind of sad to me but um yeah i don't i don't really i don't really know like any details i can go into of what i like about them because it's just not really my genre of choice anymore yeah i think well for me i know what generally pulls me in because like I also don't really get into the competitive aspects of things because I don't really have the time to sit and dedicate to it. And I get discouraged pretty easily when I get into like online matches with people who are drastically better than me Mm -hmm. uh, from like people I'm up against standpoint and then just like die, die, die. (laughs) So like the multiplayer is harder for me to get into, which is why I like the single player aspects, you know, like going back to like Far Cry, right? Where like it was it was a far cry haha of how weird the story was and just kind of like you know looking at like far cry 3 right the story mode in that game was incredible uh voss was a really good antagonist and that kind of kept me playing and you know being able to like play and get used to uh the varying like difficulty as you get further and further into the game got me more used to it. Um, But like once I finished playing it, I was kind of like done playing, which is why I kind of think it is nice in instances like, uh, like doom or doom eternal where they have an online mode. I could play after I beat the story and I kind of gotten used to the gameplay and like that arcadey quickness to it. I think that kind of, it more so encourages me to get into it. Like even with, um, Bioshock 2, um, that one had the online mode. I don't think the first one did. I think the first one was just a story story mode, but kind of getting accustomed to all the tools that you had at your disposal, and then like you go into online, and then it's like you kind of just pick it up easily. I think that's kind of what pulls me in, is being able to have that like extra story mode to play through. So whenever like I'll try and pick up like a Call of Duty game or something, and just like starting from scratch, it's a lot more intimidating for me. What do you mean intimidating? It's more intimidating in the sense that like, you know, I get into a match matchmaking mode and then just like like looking at um oh what was what was the battle royale mode called in Call of Duty? Um uh, Warzone. Well the brand new one that just came out is called Warzone, but there was one it was uh, the one before that. Oh, yeah, I don't Blackout. remember. Blackout, Blackout. yeah. Blackout. And it's just like, you you land, and then like the first like combat encounter I get into, I'm already dead. Because like, I haven't, like, I guess, exposed myself to like the situation. And not spending that much time playing it, because like, it's just a cyclical do this same thing again and again and again. Uh, of varying instances like i get sick of it quickly and then i don't want to get used to it and i don't want to spend the time on it when i don't have that much time and like normally to play so then it's just like it just discourages me from wanting to try and get better and it's you know it's it's really bad in those games too because like you know you spend like 15 minutes running around and may not encounter anyone and you may you know, get all this nice gear or whatever, and then you just get sniped. You never even get to try this gun that you've never used before. So it's just like, 
Oh, that's wonderful. Right. Well, the thing about the Battle Royale genre in its entirety is it's completely built on really high highs. So, like, it's that you play all these matches that suck, and the reward or the payoff is supposed to be that one match where you got first place. Um, because of because of how often you lose, it's like you're way more excited and like you get way more dopamine from that win. And also because you're one of a hundred, it's going to happen way less often, yeah. and it's going to be much harder to work for. I'm not saying I like that strategy, but I'm saying I think that's I think that's why it's as popular as it is. Because it can be if you get, if you feel that like if you get super excited off that just once, then mm-hmm. you're gonna want to keep playing to try to get to that point again. Yeah, recreate right. that feeling. Yeah. I think another thing um, that I kind of had listed off um, that I didn't really touch up on is like you know looking at Call of Duty or Battlefield. Um, I think one thing that does kind of stick out with it that I think is nice is the like leveling aspect to it because like and, and I mean it, that does go back to like you get into a match and there's people who are already like level 50 or had, or had prestige and got to level 50 again and you're like wow so they have all this like all these weapons at their disposal and I'm just starting the game like why are you matchmaking me with these people yeah, but, uh, but I hate it's that nice, progression system. Right, but it's nice, like, from the perspective of, like, if you do get reasonable matchmaking, like, leveling up your weapons by getting more kills, and then, like, things kind of get easier as you keep going and get adjusted to it. Like, I kind of like the being able to, like, level up the weapons that I like using, even though it's annoying that everyone uses the, the SMG mm-hmm. and never use, like, anything else. Call of Duty. Hate you people. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Yeah, those are kind of the things like I kind of, that kind of pull me in or push me away from those games. What about you, Derek? Um, it's interesting when talking about FPS because it covers such a wide, like amount. It's so many games. It covers so many different kinds of games too. Because mm-hmm. like you were talking about Call of Duty and. You also brought up Bioshock for a minute. It's like, I don't dislike or like FPS solely for being an FPS. I never played a lot of FPS when I was younger. Um, I play a bit more of them now. But uh, I, I I think when it comes to FPS, the subgenre is really important to me. It's like If it's like an FPS RPG, like Deus Ex or like what Cyberpunk will be, um, then I'm probably going to be pretty into it because it doesn't require on like having amazing aim and it doesn't require having like lightning fast reflexes to be able to get full enjoyment out of it you know um yeah but when it comes to games like you said like battle royales there are people who spend like a ton of time playing those games every day and it's really hard to compete with them if you don't spend that same amount of time and it doesn't i don't like just playing for like the high highs and i i don't really like losing over and over again so i kind of avoid the genre of games for the mm-hmm. most part um but uh i do really like arcade shooters like doom um even though i haven't actually played through doom 2016 or the new doom games like that those fast-paced arcade shooters like what quake used to be and what mm-hmm. quake champion still is 
I, I do like that genre. I think it's fun. It doesn't require precise aiming as much. And um, yeah, and it's easy to just kind of zone out and just shoot stuff and have fun right. with it. Point and click, basically. Uh, now, I am talking a lot about not wanting to play games that have precise aim, but I do spend a ton of time playing Rainbow Six, which does kind of require precise aim, but not as much. I don't play Rainbow Six because it's a first-person shooter, and I don't play Rainbow Six because I have amazing reflexes or mm-hmm. I have, uh, like, godlike aim. Uh, I, but I'm pretty decent at the game. I'd say I'm okay at the game, at least. Um, and I think the majority of that is because Rainbow Six comes from strategizing and having map knowledge, like just playing the same maps so you learn the maps, you learn where good setup points are, where it's good to hold angles and where it's good to attack from. And that's that strategy aspect and that team play aspect is what draws me in to that game. And I have noticed that when it comes to FPS games, there's a lot of them that require this like team-like aspect. But I don't see this as often in other games. Like I can't think of any other genre of game really that requires as much team play as like multiplayer FPS games. Like maybe you could say MMOs, but even then it doesn't really because each role in an MMO is like divided. If you're a healer, you do your healing job. And as long as you do your healing job, the team will be good. You don't have to play within your team as much. Um, And in maybe in some co-op third person shooters, they have that same kind of team play aspect, but not, I just haven't seen it if they do. Because most of the time, as long as everybody's just kind of shooting stuff, it seems to all work out. But in like Rainbow Six or in Apex Legends, these are very team-oriented games. And if you're communicating with your team, you can win even if you don't have the best aim and even if you don't have the best reflexes. And I think that's what I really like about it. No, I think that's good. I I mean, like, I think adding to the team playing thing, like... You have like Destiny, even where you get a team and you go into a raid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a comparison, I guess, to uh, MMOs in that sense, I guess. But like, then again, I don't feel like they ever really distinctly made the classes well enough to actually divide them like that. I still think it still comes back to the team playing aspect of everyone needs to understand the map, they need to understand the puzzle. And then you just need to execute. And I think, I think like that kind of like being able to come together as a team and complete those puzzles is what is so like satisfying about it. Totally. I 100% agree. And yeah, like you said, Destiny could be compared to an MMO and its raids and in uh, an MMO's raid. But I've played like high level raids in Final Fantasy 14, Savage raids in Final Fantasy 14. And even in those, like as long as you know your part, as as the healer, or you know your part as the tank, you know what the tank buster is, then you could do the whole raid as long as everybody knows their part. You could do the whole raid without talking to each other. As long as everybody knows their part. That could never happen in a Destiny raid. You would uh, always yeah. you would always have to be communicating with each other in a Destiny raid for it to work out. And yeah, I really like people that. People figure out how to cheese it. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly how it is, and that's that's how they meant. That's how they designed it. And yeah, when you actually complete it that way, I think it's a lot more gratifying. Definitely. Now, granted, I haven't been able to complete that many Destiny raids because it's not easy to get 
that many people together sometimes. Through. Yeah, but the one I have done, I've only done one. I've only done Vault. Oh no, I've done two. I've done Vault of Glass and I did the first raid of Destiny Two, but they were both fun. Mike, do you care to reflect on the raids of Destiny? Uh, I mean, the raids were great, but it's it. I have a hard time separating the the um, the enjoyment of the actual game versus the enjoyment of just you know hanging out with friends and you know accomplishing something with a, a group of people that I like to spend time with. So, I mean, I guess I don't really have to separate the two. I mean, it's all right. part of the experience, but um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's the last experience I had with Destiny. Um, well, Destiny 2 is when I bought it for PC, and um, I was playing by myself, really, most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I was having fun, but I just I got the eventual burnout I always get, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I don't know if I, I was just missing my friends or what. Yeah, well, I think I think Destiny's more geared towards being able to play with people. I don't think it's really geared to, towards being a single player game. I totally agree. I pretty much exclusively played Destiny while playing with other people. Uh, but that being said, the gunplay, like the actually playing Destiny, it's just like it feels good to play, in my opinion. I think I think all the guns feel really good to shoot, and the enemies have good feedback when you shoot them. Um, like they move. Like if you shoot them. And like their shoulder, like they'll react on their shoulder and stuff like that. I really like little details like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I didn't really care for the newest expansion in Destiny 2, and by not care for it, I mean I actively disliked it. But otherwise, I pretty much uh really like everything else about Destiny. Oh yeah, Shadowfall. Shadowfall. Yeah, I did did not like that at all. So shadow, shadow fall or shadow keep, shadow, shadow keep, shadow shadows, keep. shadow, <laughs> shadow, <laughs> shadow, shadow something. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen also had like a shadow. No, yeah, it's like one was Shadow Bringers, I think. Yeah, that was Final Fantasy Shadow Bringers. It was either Shadow Keep or Shadow Fall. I don't, I don't remember. I think it's Shadow Keep. I think it was just Shadow. <laughs> I've confirmed that Let's it was Shadow Key. I've confirmed it was Shadow Key. We have confirmation. I mean, that's great. I love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think that kind of wraps things up. Um, did you guys have any final thoughts, um, discussion topics for the future outside of uh, outside of the rage quit that might you might be interested in talking about? I mean, we gotta talk about more genres. Yeah. Definitely. There's so many, so many genres. We've only just hit the surface. Yeah, we got RPGs, we got fighting games, we got third-person shooters, we got platformers, sports games, sports <laughs> games. That'll be a short episode. <laughs> That'll be a short talk. <laughs> I'll be like, I played NBA Street. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that game. NBA, <laughs> NBA played... Jam or Slam. I played NBA Street. Jam. I also played NFL Street. Jam. No, but my uh, I'm still looking forward to eventually going back to like our ranking type episodes. Um, like we do. Oh with yeah, the we results. should do that. We should uh, do that. But yeah, the problem is finding a game we've all played. True. That that's true. A series, not just a game. A whole series yeah. that we've all played. Yeah. 
Metal Gear Solid. We already did. Oh, no, we didn't. We didn't. We talked oh. about it, but we didn't do it. Yeah, I wasn't sure how interested you guys were in MGS, so... I could do it. I played Every boss is at the bottom of the list. I would, like, have to... <laughs> I feel like I'd have to, like, replay. It's been so long. Hey, it's nothing wrong with that. It's a great yeah, series. For, it is. It really is. They should remake MGS1. They they should remake MGS1, and they should remake it. Favorite. MGS. And what? MGS2 is my favorite. Oh, yeah. We got we got Naked Raiden. Yeah, that's why it's my favorite. I know. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I I think that that's everything. Uh, did you guys have any uh, like your YouTube channel or uh, no. tune into the Dark Hour Gaming Podcast? I think we're on Spotify and I think there's another website, Anchor.fm. Is that what the website is? Yes, we are hosted by Anchor. Anchor is the uh, service that puts our podcast on pretty much every platform. So thank shout you, out to Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. Thank you, and uh, thank you for listening. Look forward to looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.